This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, college basketball fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Brandon Swanny Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, today... On the podcast, I'm going to say it like I do every week. We got a jam packed show this week. We're going to be talking about the Maryland Terrapins. Are they are they going to fall off? Are they not as primed for a Final Four? Are they a bust waiting to happen? Then we're going to be talking a little bit about the best teams from each conference who are then primed for said Final Four run. And then we're going to look at two teams from the Big Ten and kind of look at which team would we pick based on the resumes to go to the big dance, play a little selection committee. But before we get started, I have to say something. We apparently, the primetime podcast, are curse artists. We are curse artists because I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but I have. Every time we talk about a team and say, like, for example, is Michigan State going to go undefeated? Or... Are the Kentucky Wildcats gaining momentum at the right time? Whenever we have a topic like that, that team loses the next week. It happened to Michigan State. It's happened to Maryland. It's happened to Iowa. It's happened to Texas A&M. Sorry, Johnny. It's happened to Seton Hall. It's happened to Kentucky this past week. Brandon, whenever we talk about a team and say, oh, this team's getting good. Are they for real? They lose. However, Villanova, who we've said is underrated, they haven't missed a beat. So really, Maryland shouldn't be scared this week because we're really undermining them this week. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I think that Maryland should be scared um, just because <laughs> of the way they've played. But you also have to look who Villanova's playing. I mean, Villanova should win those games, but... I just find it funny that we talk I, about a team I, and then they lose I that still, next week. I still think, Ricky said to me before we came on the podcast today, Brandon, you're being thrown in here with me because we both talked about it's it together. It's not just me. I still it blame it all on me. Ricky. Uh, he has been the kiss of death outside of... It can't just be me. Outside of just college basketball. He has, t- when he's taking his own picks and predictions, he screws all teams all it, across. It can't just, like, you can't put all of that on me. All across sports. And, and then, I, you know, I, feel, I really take feel a for him. Eventually, it's going to take a toll on me as a person. Eventually, it is going to take a toll. I hope you're going to your confession on a weekly basis because, folks, right now, it has not been good for some of the teams we've been talking about. And when I mean it's not been good, I mean they have then toppled the next week. Is Kentucky gaining momentum? Then a huge loss this past weekend in overtime on the road. Uh, and, and, And people can talk about and speculate, as they did all weekend then, about that play. But, you know, that is what happens in sports. But let's get into, though, the real meat and potatoes, potatoes the potatoes of uh, the podcast. Should Mar- should Maryland be worried? Are they primed to be one of the biggest busts this tournament, especially when at the beginning of the season they were Final Four favorites? You know, I don't think that Maryland needs to worry about them being – Big busts. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be big busts, but I don't think that they're they're not gaining momentum. Let let's say that they get a they get a nice win this past weekend against Michigan. It was a really good game yesterday. 
It was a good game on Sunday against Michigan. They win it 86-82. to But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Your boy that you were talking about at the beginning of the season, coming into this year, Mello Trimble, he's going to be the man. Well, guess what? He has not been the man lately. he He is not playing good basketball. And if they can't get him going, it's going to be hard to get them going as a team. Because that team, to be as good as it can be, it goes through Mellow Trimble. And right now, nothing is going through Mellow Trimble. And the past, I'm going to say the past three games, but we're going to start with the Michigan game for Mellow Trimble. 35 minutes, 14 points. Eight rebounds was the stat line. Only one assist. He also turned the ball over seven GD times. Seven times. Then, last Thursday, at Minnesota, the loss, 35 minutes, went 10-6 and six with six assists, turned the ball over six times. Then, in the loss to Wisconsin, 37 minutes, 10-4 and four and six points, rebounds to assists, five turnovers. What is the biggest similarity that you noticed in all of my stats for the last three games. He's had five or more turnovers just himself the past three games. That is unacceptable if you want to make a run at if you want to make a run at the final four. Because I'm looking at the other former games. The only other game where he had more than five turnovers this season, eight when they lost to number nine. UNC on Sunday in Sunday's game against Michigan I was watched with my roommate and I turned to him and I said this feels like it's a conference tournament game right now that's exactly well, what it, Michigan's that's exactly what it felt like Michigan wants to get in and they got to start now and the, and the thing the thing is though is that Michigan put up a good fight they mm-hmm. played a good game their first half it was not that good and yet they weren't down by much at halftime but Maryland, they're going to have to do more. They're Mm -hmm. just going to have to do more because they're not going to win their conference tournament with the way they played yesterday. That's just not going to happen. At one point in the first half, you're up by 16. You only win by four the second half. Michigan's leading at one point. I mean, obviously, teams are going to give up leads, but Mm -hmm. you gave up that lead and you never gained it back. So I think that Maryland, they have to come out. They have to come out with a really good strategy, a really good game plan, and they cannot go cold. They cannot go cold, and especially Melo Trimble. He has got to get a spark. He's got to get that spark back that he had in the middle of the season. Coming down to the end of the season, they have two hard games coming up. I was just going to mention it. On the road for both of them. At Purdue, at Indiana. Those are not going to be easy games. Especially on the road at Indiana, who's playing some of its best basketball right now. Well, and the Hoosiers right now are the number one seed if the Big Ten tournament were to start tonight. We're recording this on Monday night on the 22nd, but... Yeah, Indiana's the number one seed right now, and those two losses to Minnesota and Wisconsin, really, they really hurt the Terrapins because, I mean, if we're sitting here, let's say they won those two games, we're sitting here today having a totally different narrative. We're saying, are the Terrapins the favorite team in the Big Ten? Right now, they're sitting at 13-2. and two. They're a game ahead Indiana. 
a game ahead Iowa. Are they going to be the number one seed? But they lost those two games. They are really in third in the conference. And if you're Maryland right now, you're on a must win. You got to win three in a row just to help yourself for the tournament. Because the one thing, and I am going to throw this out there, the one game you did not mention in their final three, with good reason, because they suck and I know it because they're my team, but they play at home against Illinois. There's something about just how this late season like collapses. I'm going to call it a collapse for the Terrapins is happening that, hey, you know what? You think they it's might, a collapse? They might lose it. Well, you it's think a, it's a collapse Let's right call now? it a mini collapse because to me it looks like the other teams that they lost against except for Michigan, but Michigan when they lost to them earlier, they lost on the road. And I know – You can say, well, Ricky, Minnesota was on the road too. Okay, but Minnesota isn't the same kind of team that Michigan is. I think Michigan's a better team than the Golden Gophers. Wisconsin, that was on your home floor. You lost by 13 points on your home floor to a Badgers team that their coach retired earlier in the season. They have not been the same team that they were last year when they went to the national championship. Other than that, I would say your other three losses, maybe Michigan, not as big a quality, but Michigan State and UNC, those are losses that committee members are going, okay, okay, those are good teams. Those are good teams. So I can understand that you lost to them, but this is a mini collapse. It all depends on what they do in these last three. And I'm going to throw it out there. The percentage may be higher than you think that they lose all three. Higher than you think. Not anywhere near 50%, but higher than you would think. I don't think that Purdue is necessarily I don't think that Purdue is necessarily playing that well right now. But they so could, I it's think in, that it's at Purdue. So I mean I give maybe right now a little bit of the advantage, maybe fifty one fifty on side of the Boilermakers, just because it's at home court. 51-50 for 101%. Yeah. Well, 51-49, you're right. Okay, checking my math. I like it. Double checking my math. 51-49. That's I why I think you keep me around, but it's just a, just a little <laughs> thought I've got. Uh, but no, you know, I, I think that here's two teams right now. Maryland's not playing that great of basketball. No. I don't think Purdue is really playing that great of basketball. But it's two teams... Inside the conference, uh-huh. th- that game and that game on the road in Indiana, they are going to also feel, I think in my mind, they're going to feel like it's conference tournament already. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And I'm looking at this, and I know that Maryland won the first meeting on their home court against, at the time, number 18 Purdue by nine points. No, 11 points. I did the math wrong in my head there. But if Purdue beats Maryland... In their next game. Then if you're Purdue, you're sitting there going, cool. If we stay put and win the rest of our games, all we need is Indiana to beat them that last time, which Indiana to me would be the favorite right now against Maryland. And we could have ourselves a situation where, cool, we're possibly going to be able to win a tiebreaker over the Terrapins and seeding. And if you're Maryland right now, one loss, even two losses, could drop you from third to fourth, fifth, sixth, 
possibly seventh or eighth in the Big Ten standings. And the way that the bracket is for that conference tournament, the last four teams are going to play the first day. Then it adds more teams. If you're Maryland, right now you're sitting at three. You don't want to drop below four because those top four teams in the Big Ten get the two-day buy. They get the two-game buy. If you're Maryland right now, you need to end strong. Mm -hmm. You want to win all three. Worst case scenario, you win two out of three. They're probably going to win one out of three. They'll probably win two or one out of the three. However, wouldn't it be something if they lost all three of them, even the one to Illinois, like a big upset shocker that we're talking about? Just let me have it. I know it's not going to happen, but let me have it. Fine. Malcolm Fine, we'll Hill, give it to you. Bu- Malcolm Hill buzzer beater probably won't happen, but it could. Probably won't, but it could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to they you. Find, it's the one thing I'll give to you in the podcast. They, they find tonight. out that Darren Williams, D. Brown, Ravante Rice all have one year left of eligibility, and they come back to play just for that. Okay. Yeah. Now I got to cut you <laughs> off. James Augustine has a game of eligibility too. Can I not have that hope? No. Can I not have no, that? No, because actually there is no hope for that to no, happen. No, there is no hope for that to happen as they all have used up <laughs> their eligibility. But, yeah, I mean, for Maryland, I think the big player, you mentioned him early, has to be Mellow Trimble. Has to step up because we, I talked about it last week. I made this point. If you want to go far in the NCAA tournament, what do you need? Three-point shooting helps, but guard play. Most of the times it's either the – Complete teams like the Kentucky team of last year that they just lost to a damn good team in the Wisconsin Badgers. But that Badger team, I would put in the category of a complete team. Or on the other side, and we talked about them last year, or last week, the UConn Huskies that went and beat two years ago Kentucky in the national title. They had great guard play from Shabazz Napier before that. They had great guard play from Kemba Walker. So it's either great guard play or complete teams. And Maryland, they could be a complete team. They have the tools to be a complete team, but all those tools have to be working together at the same time. I think with Mello Trimble, one thing that he needs to do to step up in my mind is, one, limit those turnovers. Because Five, six, and seven. That means he's going to have eight against Purdue. Because in, in all honesty, if he even just cut down on those, if it's you know two turnovers, three, you're already helping your team because you're hopefully scoring points on the possessions where you didn't turn the ball over, and that alone helps. He just needs to get back to his midseason form. You know, this is late season form, and it ain't good. So he needs to go back to where he was in the middle of the season, making the big shots, taking the mm-hmm. big shots, being the man. Right now, he's not the man. I I, I just think that for him, he's got to limit the turnovers. He's got to score more. He hasn't been scoring. And the one thing I do want to say is I just looked it up. In my preseason Final Four predictions, I did have Maryland as one of the teams to go to the Final Four. However, right now, if I had to look back at myself and talk to past Ricky, I would say to myself, first off, 
yeah, I don't know. Maryland might not make it. And then I may say to myself, really, you fucking picked Villanova to go to the Final Four? I don't know what I was thinking before the season. The, the number one team right now, but based on history, that doesn't look like it may happen. But before we Man, move on. Man, if I could go back and talk to, <laughs> to uh, past Ricky, I'd have some other questions to ask him as well. But before we move on to the what teams do have the best shot to make the Final Four, Yes or no answer. Right now at this point, does Maryland make the Final Four? And if not, how far do they go right now? Right now, I say no. They won't make the Final Four, and I will say that they make it to the Sweet 16. I'm going to say the same thing, except I was going to say no. However, the bright spot is they make it farther than Villanova. How about that? Two of my Final Four teams get knocked out. Before we get to, how about that? Two of my final preseason Final Four teams get knocked out before we get to the second weekend. And I just want to say something really quick, or throw some something out there. How difficult is it going to be filling out a bracket this oh, year? Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be terrible. So hard with all of the parity and all of the matchups that you're like, well, I, I think that this is uh, the underdog, but I don't know, and I, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm going to love it and hate it at the same time. Okay, now we're going to move into the next part of the podcast. We talked about a team in Maryland that might not make it to the Final Four, but what teams will make it? What teams right now do we feel have the best shot to make the Final Four? And what we're going to do is we're going to go through the conferences. We'll go through the pow- the power conferences. How about that, the Brandon? The power so, conferences. That's so all we care about. I'm sorry if you are a fan of the American or the A-10 or the Big East or the Missouri Valley. No, you're not. Or the Mountain West. But You're really not, though. We're not going to look at the power fives. Here's the conferences we're going to look at. The ACC. Okay. The Big 12. I can get behind you on that. The Big 10. Yeah. The Pac-12. Absolutely. And the SEC. However, gotcha. at the end, at the end, what we'll do is every other conference besides that will maybe pick one team outside of the conferences that Brandon cares about to maybe make a run. So that's where you can throw in your Dayton. You can throw in your the Bonnies from St. Bonaventure if you want to. But let's start with the ACC. The most recent Final Four appearance for the conference, Duke, just last season. Brandon, who has the best shot in 2016 to make the Final Four from the ACC? Virginia. Really? Yes. Are you looking at the same article I am on ESPN? No. I'm looking at an article from uh, Myron Medcalf. He agrees with you. He says Virginia, too. Virginia, North Carolina has been too inconsistent. They obviously had a huge win over Miami uh, this past weekend. Huge. I mean, huge win. They blew them out. But mm-hmm. Miami hasn't been, you know, that that consistent, I don't think. Louisville would be the one I would pick. But, you know, gonna, they got screwed. I was going to say, if Louisville didn't get screwed in their scandal, I mean, they would. Trevor, I'm looking at you. Like, I'm talking to you right now. They'd be the team. I'd be saying Louisville Final Four right now. Rick Pitino's going back to it. But they're not even going to the postseason. I'm so. saying, I'm saying Virginia. Virginia is the team that I would pick from the ACC to be to go to the Final Four if I had to pick a team right now. It's funny because the team I'm going to pick from the ACC is actually playing Virginia at home right now as we speak. The Florida Hurricanes, the Miami Florida Hurricanes, the U, and the reason being is 
to me, they're just catching fire at the right time. Yeah, they, they look, look like, like it last weekend. I mean, since February rolled along, and their last loss before the month of February was that last game in January, but the only game they lost in February was at number five, North Carolina, and that's like the worst that they've Yeah, it seen wasn't just a loss. Season. It was a it was a blowout. And right now, as I'm looking at it, I believe they are down two points to Virginia. Now now they're up five points. So they were up two, now they're up five as we're recording this right now. But yeah, they're the team that to me I'd be like, okay, they're not gonna be like a one or a two seed in the tournament, but they've got the best shot to win it. And the reason like the reason I don't pick North Carolina is because it seems like this year, North Carolina, they get to the top and then they just lose and they get knocked down. And I mean, oh, that game again, that game against Duke. I was so, I was so mad. I was so mad. I like, it's not that I hate Duke. It's that I hate Grayson Allen. Oh, so come on much. now. I hate Grayson Allen. Well, that's a strong word. Why do we hate him, Ricky? You know what? You know who Grayson Allen reminds? Like, I know exactly why I hate him. Oh, okay. It's the same exact re like, not the same exact, but it kind of reminds me of why people hated Christian Leitner. It's like, to me, just seeing Grayson Allen out there, it's like watching, like, not the exact position, but it's like watching Christian Leitner yet again out there. Plays for Duke. Things just seem to go his way. Oh, look at that. Had a great national tournament last year. He's Coach K's boy. He can travel, make a game-winning shot, and the refs don't call it. Grayson Allen has everything. That's to me. He's on ESPN commercials where he's texting Justice Winslow for Coach K using emojis. To me, like that's the comparison I thought in my head this weekend was... Oh, I hate I hate Grayson Allen. And then I say to myself, holy crap, he's this genera he's gotta be this generation's Christian Leitner. And he plays for Duke. And I was like, he's Christian Leitner. But Miami would be the team. Okay, let's let's that I would pick. Let's step back. Let's now, go let's go to the Big Twelve. No, no, we're oh, not done okay. yet. We're not done yet okay. because now we gotta take one step back okay. and we've we've gotta try and figure this out. Now, do you like Duke? I would pick North Carolina over Duke. So you don't like Duke. Do you think it's just because there's yet another good player on Duke where things Maybe. have gone his but way? I you already don't like Duke. But I didn't hate Tyus Jones or Justice Winslow. Coach K is a great coach. Because he's white, isn't it? I just don't I just don't like Grayson Allen and I I guess I hate Duke. I guess I hate Duke. I'm I'm glad we got finally, folks. Folks, it took a long time, but Ricky finally came out. But I'm not a and, huge, and let us know. But I'm not like I'm not you. I'm not Tar Heel. I'm not bleeding Tar Heel blue. But I'd pick the Tar Heels over the Dukies each and every game they play. Well, that's that's something. <laughs> but yeah, but going back to my point, North Carolina, they seem to choke at the most inopportune are they a good team yeah but they choke at the most inopportune times and hey grayson if you're listening to this which i know you are buddy i'm i'm your man the you tar heel guy is saying hey, that he's, hey i got you hey he's good he's a good player how about the big 12 who's got the best we're just gonna move right on the big 12 who's got the best opportunity to win it all the last are the final four appearance the last final four appearance was kansas in 2012 
Who has the best opportunity to win it all or Final Four? Final Four. Final Four. Oklahoma. Oklahoma because they, to me, have have depth. They've got a lot of scores. They got a lot of people who can step up when Buddy Heald is not shooting well. I was just gonna ask. And they that. can do well. This past weekend, the past week, it seems like everybody and their grandmother just wants to shit all over Buddy Heal. Buddy Heal hasn't been the guy. He hasn't been the best player in college basketball. Does Oklahoma have enough? Do they need Buddy Heal to be the best? For them to be able to, they win don't it all. need him to be the best. Um, he is pretty darn good, but as you saw, I love if Buddy. You, if you watched, I know if you <laughs> watched Buddy. this game this past weekend against West mm-hmm. Virginia, there were times Buddy healed. He he wasn't, you know, hitting every shot that he took when he came down the floor. Mm-hmm. Other guys were stepping up and helping him out, and it's not helping him out. It's helping they're, the team. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. You know it. You don't want to have to rely on every guy. There's guy, big guys who make big plays in big games. The but, PT peers, as uh, Dick, Dickie V would say. But here's the thing, is that they don't have to be the guy, nor should they be the guy every time down the floor. Mm-hmm. If they were, you know, if there was a guy who did that every time down the floor, give me a call. You know, let me know, because that doesn't happen. You know who are my two... My two most important players for Oklahoma moving into the remaining part of this season, Jordan Woodard and Ryan Spangler. Spangler. I was just going to say Spangler's been huge. The reason why I say that is I go back to the K-State game that Oklahoma lost. How many points did Woodard have that game? Big old goose egg is what he had. He had three points in the three-point win over Texas. Then in the last three, he's kind of picked it up with 10, 25, and 11. But Spangler, ever since the K-State game, he hasn't hit double digits. And he had three points against Kansas, where they lost by four, and five points against Texas Tech. Even eight points against West Virginia, where they won. Those are the two guys that I think need to step up. Because when they're on their game, it takes the pressure off of Cousins, pressure off of Heel. And then this team plays because they're well coached. They're well coached. They just, uh, it's just they get upset at the most inopportune time. I said North Carolina chokes. Oklahoma just gets upset. I'm actually going to go different than you yet again. And this is going to be a shocker. You ready for it? I'm not going to be shocked if you say Iowa State. No, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Texas. You've been on them, sucking their dick all year. <laughs> I know that they had just lost to Baylor, but there is just something about this team that they're going to get into the tournament, and when they do, they're just going to catch fire at the right time and just go to the Final Four. Will they win it all? Probably not. But I could see them being a George Mason type of upset. Yeah, well, they're not. Well, they could. They're not. That's gonna, what I'm saying. They're not to me, going they've got to. the best chance in this conference How? to How go. How in the name of God Almighty do you think they have the best chance? Well, Wait, hold on, because you got to look at Kansas, Oklahoma. I'm skipping Baylor. They're not good. Well, West Baylor, Virginia, okay, wait, Iowa State. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, wait, wait. Come I'll, I'll take on. you through each. Kansas, as of late, they haven't made the Final Four since 2012, as we've, I said before we talked about this. They usually get bounced out earlier and earlier as of late. 
It's probably going to happen again. I'm sorry, Coach Self, but that's what your teams have been doing as of late. Oklahoma, I just, like, they're my close second to make the have the second best chance to make the Final Four because the question to me with Oklahoma is, can they avoid the upset, especially when it gets to the do-or-die kind of a game? Then Baylor, West Virginia, Iowa State, they'll win a game, maybe two, if they're lucky. But there's something, this Texas team, they're, they've got the potential for me to be that ultimate sleeper in March. And I say George Mason-like sleeper, and you may be saying, but Ricky, they play for the Big 12. That's nowhere near what kind of a conference George Mason's in. Yeah, but with all the parity that we've had this year, Texas is basically a George Mason-like sleeper. And to me, I'm putting my money right on that sleeper. How about the, we'll move on though, the Big Ten. Folks, I just really quickly, I, I want to ask you right at this point, please go and comment down below and tell Ricky how wrong he is in the Big Tw- about the Big 12 and Texas being his team that he thinks gonna, that's going to go to the Final Four. If you agree with Ricky, no need to comment. We don't care. <laughs> but if you agree do, with I me, care. if you agree with me that he's lost his mind and maybe, maybe it's the caffeine that he was drinking, but let, let him know mm-hmm. that's caffeine. Let him know how wrong he is because, folks, Texas, Final Four, please. Not the same sentence. They got a chance. But how about the Big Ten? The the most recent Final Four appearance, we got two teams, Michigan State and Wisconsin, just last year. Who has the best shot from the Big Ten to make the Final Four in 2016? I'm going to go with a typical team, Michigan State. I knew you were going to do it. I'm going to say Michigan State. Tom Izzo coaches his teams so well, especially – I think when it comes to playoff time, that's what I think. I mean, he is too good of a coach. Michigan State has been there so many times. They've done this before. They've got the experience behind him. I think that they are the team that I pick for the Final Four here. This may be the only conference we agree on. And to be honest, I don't want to agree with you. I I know you don't. I do. I want the conversation. I want us to have different teams sometimes, but... The only other team other than Michigan State I could maybe pick is Indiana, but I don't think they have it to go to the Final Four. Iowa's a good team, but I don't think like I don't think they're Final Four good. Maryland, they're gonna choke. Wisconsin, they're not the same Wisconsin from last year. Ohio State, yeah, they're ten and five in the conference, but they're a team. They just haven't looked as solid as let's say. Let's be honest. The the Ohio State team that we saw that was the most solid was two, three years ago when Aaron Kraft was their point guard. Yeah. So to me, I mean, I'd be right along with you, Michigan State, just be, just because of the coaching yeah. with Izzo. Because Izzo knows how to get his boys to the Final yes, Four. Yes, he does. Yes, be, he does. Because there's no argument there, Pac-12. The last Pac-12 Final Four, the furthest that we've been away from 2015 do you know what team was the last Pac-12 team to go to the Final Four? I do not. I'll give you a hint. Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook went to this university. The big player, another one, Kevon Looney. Starts with a U, ends with an A. Yeah. It's in California. UCLA. Yeah, I wasn't, Two, gonna, I wasn't gonna answer you. Two thousand and eight. The year I graduated high school was the last year the Pac-12 had a Final Four team. Yeah, 2008 was a million years ago, so I would never remember that. But who uh, this year has the best chance to 
make the Final Four from the Pac-12? Nobody. Brandon, I, I know, just, I'm, I'm, Brandon literally just gave a face that to me said, can we pass this? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I don't think a, a damn one of them is going to make it to the. Uh, but who's got the best the best? I'm going to literally pick the team at the top. It, Arizona. I'm going to just say them. I have no backing for that because I haven't watched <laughs> any of these Pac-12 games. I don't know if they play except, team- except for Oregon. I watched an Oregon game earlier in the season. And I think they were playing UCLA. Probably not. I'm making that up. I'm sure. But um, Oregon wasn't was would be my my second choice. But right now I'd say Arizona. But really, no. Who cares? I mean, because they're not going to make it there. The last time that UCLA or the Pac-12, let's say, had a Final Four contestant, Derrick Rose was playing for Memphis. Well, there you go. Mario Chalmers was playing for Kansas. That was the year we had the. Mario Chalmers led Jayhawks, as I try to say it in my best uh, Stephen A. voice, the Mario Chalmers. Uh, Ooh, Derek, you got to work on that one. Derrick Rose choking in the national title before getting drafted by the Chicago Bulls. That was actually Kevin, like the roster for this team, Russell Westbrook, Darren Collison, um, Kay Love was on the team. You had, um, what other ones? Uh uh, Mamute from the Bucks was on this team. So it's been a while since UCLA or the Pac-12 have been to the Final Four. I'm going to go to Oregon, and I'm going to I'm taking this straight from Sean Anderson here of Most Valuable Podcast. He says it to me every time. He goes, "Hey, when the brackets roll around, Oregon's my sleeper, man. They are my sleeper, and I'm just going to ride like like you said. No, really backing on the Pac-12 no. because this is a crapshoot." You can pick any of these teams, and I go, okay, probably won't happen, Actually, but let's see. Can I go back and change my pick to, uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, Washington State? Colorado. The one in 14. Colorado it is. <laughs> the 8-7 and seven in the Pac-12, Colorado. That's who you're changing your pick for? No, I'm kidding. I just thought it would be funny. How about your conference? And I say this because it's your conference, especially in college football, but the, the SEC. The SEC. The, the SEC. The SEC. Last year... <laughs> Kentucky made it to the Final Four. Who's the team with the best shot to make the Final Four in the SEC? Well, you know, I think it's it's probably going to be. I think it's be. I think it's probably going to be Texas A and M. Just kidding, Johnny. I think it's going to be Kentucky. And why? Because Kentucky's going to get it together. And I, I I won't even say. You know, I won't even say that this 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 loss this past weekend was a bad one because I will say Texas A and M. Played, they're still a pretender, but they played a good game. He just wanted you to know that they're still a pretender. They played a good game. Their win, their win was not a fluke. I want to get that out there. I have been saying, uh, listen to me, Ricky. Your listening skills suck. But here's the thing: Texas A&M all season long. They have not been as good as what I think many hyped them up to be. I've been saying that all year. But they played a good game. This could spark them. And they could be on a nice run to end the season. That could hopefully propel them to a good conference tournament run. And then see what they can do in the NCAA tournament. But I still think you have to give the edge to Kentucky out of any of these teams to be a Final Four candidate. Yeah, I... 
we're going Big Ten all over again. I got to say Kentucky. And the only reason LSU probably won't make the tournament because they decided to bench the best, the arguably the number one pick in the draft. Academics, man. Academics. Yeah. Well, we see how Roy Williams never sat a guy for <laughs> cheating on a test. Sure he didn't know. Not saying it's right. <laughs> just saying Roy Williams knows that. You got to win basketball games. He certainly does. Florida could make the tournament, but they're not going to go anywhere. Vanderbilt's the same thing. Texas A&M is probably my number two, only because South South Carolina and Texas A&M are virtually the same for me. Because both of them, when they get into the tournament, they could win a game. Like, they're one and dunners to me. Kentucky's the only one. Do I think they'll go to the Final Four? Probably not. Maybe Elite Eight at the most right now. Maybe even Sweet 16. There's plenty of teams out there right now in my mind that are better than Kentucky that that would beat them on on the road to getting there. I mean, we just just saw that Kentucky had a—again, it's in the conference, big Mm game—but we just saw them not beat Texas A&M. You know, I I think that that goes to show that they're— they're just not as strong as I think people want them to be and put them at. People want them to be the Kentucky of last year, you know? They're not. They're just not. And they're not invincible. They're they're not. Okay, the last thing we'll do to close the podcast out is we talked about the Power Fives. Now we're going to give our one— Combining all the other ones, I, I but really quickly, I think okay. you should tell us what you, who you think is going to go from the Sun Belt. Um, I, I'm thinking it's uh, Ooh, the Sun Belt. possibly Little Rock. I Little Rock's a good one. They could make the tournament. They're they're right now. They're they're a sleeper, and I know Brandon's like covering his mouth right now because he obviously said that as a joke, and I took it seriously. <laughs> but here here's what we're gonna do to end the podcast. We did. The power uh, fives of... You're too much fun. We did the power fives. Now we're going to clump every other conference together. And we're going to give the one team outside the power five that could make it. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you the last time each other conference made the final four. The American, the last time they had a final four appearance, Connecticut 2014. That's when they won it all. The A-10, 19... 96 when it was UMass. However, George Mason in 2006 and VCU in 2011 were members of the CAA during their final four run. So I'm going to go ahead and say 1996 for the A-10 because George Mason and VCU were not a part of the A-10 at the time. Then we've got the Big East. They have never been to the final four. Missouri Valley Conference had Wichita State in 2013, Mountain West, UNLV at 1991, and the WCC had San Francisco in, you ready for this, Brandon? 1957 was the last time the WCC has been to the Final Four. God bless them. Outside the Power Five, who's got the best chance to get to the Final Four? But you can't pick Villanova. But we don't even think they're going to get to the Final Four anyways, let's be honest. Okay. Then I'm going to say I think it's uh, Monmouth from the MAC. Have you seen, Have you seen their bench? that bench? Yes. That intensity. It's going to be Monmouth, folks. They're going. Man, they can, they can reenact Michelangelo paintings, and I would love it. Just a little the Sistine Chapel... Uh, 
Michelangelo. I'd actually go with an A10 team, Dayton. I know they Dayton. just I know yes. they just got upset by the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure, but this is a team, man. Archie Miller, who is the brother of Sean Miller at Arizona, who you said was going has the best chance from the Pac-12 had you, no backing for it. But could yeah. you imagine if Dayton and Arizona met in the Final Four and we had a Sean Miller versus Archie Miller Final Four matchup to make the national title? Arizona Dayton. Not to be rude, but I don't think too many people would care. No, nobody would care no. about that. Yeah. Only the people yeah. that know that Archie and Sean are brothers. I mean, they would know would because care. I'm sure CBS, True TV, TNT, Charles and TBS Barkley. would all let guys. Is they they brothers? You know, they're just think Shaq. That Brandon, that's just terrible. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible matchup. And you know what, though? I, I just gave Shaq a hard time, but he actually, if you listen to him, he really has a lot of good things to say. They just come out really low and kind of funny. Low and kind of funny? Yeah, they just do because it's Shaq, but he really has a lot of good in, good insight. I, I truly do believe that. Well, that's going to do it this week for the Primetime Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know down below in the comment section whether you're listening on SoundCloud or YouTube what you thought of what we talked about today on the podcast. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Brandon is at young underscore swan 19. Most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod. Want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts.